Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and this is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, but first, let's say a quick thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. International Coffee Farms owns and operates 10 specialty coffee farms in Boquete, Panama. These farms are divided into half-acre parcels, and they can be purchased for as little as $18,000. As a landowner, you'd profit from the cash flow generated by these properties in perpetuity. The idea of a safe, diversified offshore investment is intriguing to you. Check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. We've got a great guest today. He's none other than Michael Blanc. He's the host of the Apartment Building Investing Podcast. He's just written a new book called Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, Victor. It's so great to be on the show. You know, Michael, we got to know each other over the last couple of years and hung out on the Investor Summit at Sea and at various events, and it's just great to reconnect again. For the listeners at home who don't know you as well as I do, why don't you give us a little bit of your background, some of your origin story, and how you got into the world of real estate investing? Yeah, it's a pretty rocky road, uh, Victor. And uh, you know, I grew up uh, like most people, just you know, taught to get good grades and get a good job, and that's kind of kind of what I did. I was never really surrounded by any kind of entrepreneurs. Uh, I have a software background, so I started in that in that world. And late '90s, I was in the right place, right time, uh, with a company called Web Methods, and we went public in March, put a bunch of money in my pocket. And looking back on it, it gave me just enough rope to hang myself on, right? So <laughs> I then in 2004 read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it completely changed my outlook on, on finances and professional life. And I decided to basically throw my 15 plus years uh, experience and graduate degree away and pursue this financial freedom. Uh, I was at the time surrounded by a bunch of uh, burger franchisees, a uh, very successful chain. And I said, and you know, they said it would take this much to open, it would be set up like a passive investment and they would just sit back and count their passive income. I was like, great, that's exactly what I want. And so I quit my job, pursued this, that was my big idea, and I flipped some houses, I took, uh, took an apartment building boot camp, I learned how to trade stocks and options, like I was all in into the financial freedom game, I was just uh, drinking from a fire hose. But my big idea wasn't real estate, it was these restaurants. So I had a, a, a giant plan on paper for a 20 unit you know, restaurant empire. Long story short, uh, 10 years later, I had subsequently lost my IPO millions, and uh, then kind of went back to uh, real estate and uh, started flipping houses. We did about three dozen in three years, got into an apartment building, and then realized that while we were making great money on the flipping side, uh, it was a lot of work. And even though I read all the books and had all the team in place, and uh, meanwhile, this apartment building is just sending me mailbox money every time. And I was like, my gosh, maybe I should stop doing this and do more of that. And that's where I decided to shift entirely to multifamily. And thinking back on all the shenanigans I've done, the multifamily has been the most consistent, repeatable, learnable business in the world to allow you to actually quit your job. And so after studying this uh, with our own students as well as my podcast guests, I decided to write the book, uh, The Financial Freedom to Real Estate Investing, because it really gives you a blueprint for quitting your job in the next you know, three to five years. And almost all the case studies I have in the book is more like one to two years. It's a very very powerful and so that's really my message right now victor to the millions is man if you want to quit your job financial freedom and you're thinking real estate multifamily is is the best way to go you know that's such a great story and you know there's so many entrepreneurs that i know that have a big failure story kind of like yours somewhere in the middle of their career that they had to pick their boots up and pick themselves up from the ground and start all over and yet 
even starting from zero or sometimes even negative, that learning experience was vital to actually propelling forward. Yeah, apparently so. And what's funny about that is I thought it was pretty smart, you know, until I went on my own and I realized that I couldn't control things anymore. And uh, I had to learn to let go and to, you know, be able, be able to handle high level of stress, which as an entrepreneur, when I was at a job, I mean, yes, there was stress, but nothing like, as you know, working on your, on your own and you don't control a lot of things, being able to handle that level of stress. Apparently, I wasn't ready for that. And, uh, and I, needed to, I needed to go through that. And it made me the, the person I am today. You know, so many people have that purple book story of reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I do as well. And it's a book that certainly changed my life. What were some of the main things that came out of that book that really caused you to pivot your thinking? It's the whole thing about what you should aspire to financially and professionally. And the only thing I ever knew was to have a job, a W-2 job, and maybe you got a bonus or whatever. But the whole idea of passive income was so foreign to me. And that's, that's, that's something... That was probably the main thing. And when I saw that, it made so much sense to me that I decided that I, that's what I wanted. Uh, now, my approach to it was probably a, a lot misguided and it took me a long time and I lost a lot of money to kind of finally get to where I am today. Uh, but now I am in a position to, with hindsight to look at all the stuff and compare one business to another, you know, house flipping versus this, uh, software, restaurants, you know, whatever, and really now craft what I call it kind of a blueprint uh, to financial freedom. And I think that is so powerful, Victor, because I found that people who are working 50 plus hours a week, they don't have the bandwidth or the room in their brains to talk about anything else but family and work which is fine, but we, our human capacity or potential is much, much higher than that. And I find that people who control their time are thinking much bigger and most importantly, they're thinking about how they can serve others. And so I found that if you're just working 50 plus hours a week, you don't have the capacity in your brain to do anything like that. And I wanted to change that and the best way for myself. And now that I've done it and I've seen other people do it, you know, I just want, we just want to help more people get to that place. I want to dispel a little bit about the myth of passive income because I'm fond of saying that really money comes in one of three ways. It comes either as earned income, as residual income, or as capital gains, and really comes in one of those three forms. And in, nowhere in there is there such thing as a passive business. They're all active businesses, and the only way you can get residual income is if you invest in an active business, um, but you're not necessarily an active player in the business. That's the, really only the true way to get mailbox money. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. And after going through my restaurant experience, which was, quote, a passive investment, I'm 100% convinced that there's really no such thing as a passive investment, you know, if you're the business owner. Um, and, and so you're right. I think the only true passive investment is interest and dividends. Uh, and the next best thing is being a passive investor in someone else's deal. But if you are the real estate investor or the entrepreneur, uh, I don't think there's really such thing as passive, but I do think there's things uh, that are leveraged investments, right? So if you have a good property manager in place, you know, you might spend 30 minutes uh, a week or, or less on managing a 250 unit property. And that is to me a very highly leveraged investment, even though you're, you're active on that. Where you're leveraging your time. And the fact is you've got enough scale that you can actually hire the skills to, to throw off residual cash as opposed to having to manage the business yourself. That's right. So why did you write the book? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really because uh, of my own life story and the frustration of how long it took me to kind of achieve my goal of financial freedom. And I was I was there 
once, lost it, was there twice, lost it, uh, and finally, you know, I think this time maybe it'll stick. And going through that, um, I really want to uh, help others achieve that. And there's so many other people that are thinking of the same thing. They go to their monthly real estate uh, investing meetings and they go there for really one reason, which is they want to control their time. Uh, they want to be able to provide for the families and control their time at the same time. So that's why they go to these meetings. But they're all thinking, most people are thinking single family house investing. And when I bring up the whole topic of apartment building investing, they dismiss it as an advanced strategy that they might want to do once they have five or 10 years of experience and some money saved up. And the truth of the matter is you don't need either experience or your own money. And there's ways to very quickly overcome both of those. And so I'm just very excited about the possibility and about the teachability and replicatability of apartment building investing. It's true. Single family homes are easy to understand. They're they're very accessible. You can just look down the street and you can you can understand them. Most people live in one, whereas apartment investing is a little bit foreign. But but it's absolutely true that apartment investing is a far more scalable business. The amount of effort, just speaking as a real estate investor myself, the the effort that it takes me to invest in a single family home versus a ten unit versus a hundred unit building is almost exactly the same. It's almost exactly the same. And so if given a choice between doing one unit versus 100, I'll naturally choose 100. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's great. But, but you've got to overcome these two, uh, these two objections, right, in people's minds because it's difficult for someone to grasp the, the benefits of it if they can't overcome, hey, I don't have any experience right now. I don't have any money right now. So it's kind of a showstopper for most people. And so I, I probably addressed the first third of the book just talking about those two things uh, of why they're actually not an issue and how you overcome them. Uh, and then we actually talk about the mechanics of doing your first deal. Um, what, the other thing I like about it, Victor, is that uh, I have this thing called the law of the first deal, and which says that if you do your multifamily of any size, you'll be financially free in three to five years. And I have uh, dozens of case studies. Um, I have about a dozen in, in the book itself. Uh, but that's very exciting. So it might take a long time to do that first deal. It might take 12 months. Oh, my gosh, maybe 18 months. But once you do that first deal, the second follows like within weeks or maybe a few months and then the third one after that and all of a sudden they've covered their living expenses so really it distills the task down from i don't need a thousand units to oh my gosh i'm so overwhelmed i'll never start to let's just focus on your first deal whatever that is because everything else it's not that domino everything else kind of follows after that so this is why we focus all of our training and coaching resources on uh on helping people do their first deal because i know if if we can do just that everything else will follow automatically afterwards. I think that makes a lot of sense. In fact, many of my uh, consulting clients right now are expressing a lot of frustration that deals are very hard to find in today's environment. And in many cases, it is taking a long time. And I've really resisted the temptation for them to get their first deal done because they'll, you know, they'll feel good the first week and then reality will set in and they'll realize that it was too expensive and uh, that the margin was too thin and so on. I'd rather have them experience the frustration of not having a deal than the frustration of having to dig out, you know, a couple of weeks into that first project. Yep, exactly right. When you're working with new folks, you've got to help them find not only that first deal, but something that's really going to propel them, can really set them up for success, as opposed to something that's simply going to, you know, check that box off and yeah, they got their first deal done. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's hard to find deals right now, and it's probably harder than maybe on the average time, but there's people still doing deals all the time. And, and we know that because we have this deal desk program where people bring us deals and we joint venture with them and raise the money for those deals. So the difference, though, is, is uh, you know, they're not falling in people's laps anymore. You know, if That's someone right. says, oh, I made five offers and I didn't get one, this obviously is not working. I'm like, yeah, you know the guy just did a deal? He looked at 100 deals, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's essentially people who are hustling are doing deals, and the people who are not hustling are consequently not doing deals. In our experience, we're finding deals as well. In fact, we're turning deals away because even though in, in today's environment, there is a, an awful lot of money chasing very small number of opportunities, there still are deals that are getting done. There still are deals that are in search of money. And because we've established a reputation for raising capital, we get approached on a lot of deals that make a lot of sense. And quite frankly, we're full. We can't handle anymore. It's a good place to be in. I, I think it is a good place to be in. And, uh, and yet it's also you know, tough to say no to things that look really attractive. Yeah, that's that's right. There's definitely more capital than, than deals right now. So, uh, but it's great great for us because, like you guys, you have uh, you're attracting deals, and so that's less of a problem. And uh, and that's okay. If you have a deal, then go find the money. If you have the money, then go find someone who's got deals because both are happening right now. But but some people are they're not happening at the same time, which is totally fine. Talk to us a little bit about the podcast. It's a it's a great show. I've been a guest on your show. Been listening to it for quite some time. Uh, tell the listeners about the show. Yeah, it's really profiling, uh, you know, success stories of people who have uh, either done their first deal or they have quit, or better yet, they've quit their job with their first deal, as well as any kind of related uh, in education information around apartment building investing. So uh, those you know, the favorite shows are the ones where people talk about how they quit their job with with, uh, with apartment buildings, and it just it, it just continues to kind of support the law of the first deal, and you know it really just inspires people. They always write in and say that was really great. I'm really fired up and ready to go, and that's really kind of the the goal. Of the show is to is to inspire people to take action. So if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, our website is themichaelblank.com. That's T-H-E, Michael, B-L-A-N-K.com. Uh, we have a free book there. We have uh, blog articles, YouTube channel, the podcast, of course. And then the book is uh, Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing, and that is on Amazon. And Michael, what would be some parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, two things. I mean, if you still have a, if you're still have a, have a job uh, and you're looking to get out with real estate investing, I would say at least have an open mind and consider apartment building investing. Now, if you're already doing some other business, I'm not saying you should abandon that. Anything you're doing right now, even if you do have a job, you should do on the side. But I find that a lot of people are closed-minded to the, to the idea of apartment building investing, and they tend to their comfort zones, which is typically single-family house investing. So I just encourage people to have an open mind, uh, look at some of the material I have on the website, you know, buy the book and see if that's something for you. And, and the other one is if, if you already are financially free, you're a full-time investor, you already control your time, then you know, consider helping other people do what you've done because a lot, there's a lot of people out there who are very frustrated by, by having to, to work uh, and not controlling their time. So consider you know, helping them kind of get to where you are. I love that. Uh, such great words of wisdom. Well, Michael, always great to catch up with you. It was great seeing you a few weeks ago in Dallas, and I'm sure I'll see you later this year. I know we're going to a couple of events together. So in the meantime, for the listeners at home, check out Michael at themichaelblanc.com. Check out his podcast. And in the meantime, have a great rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.